0: Hey guys, this is Hannah and you are listening to The Hannah Farouki Show and today we have with us a very special guest, Rashida Dean, a social worker and a life coach from Minnesota, United States. Welcome to the show, Rashida. I'm so glad to have you on the show.
1: Thank you, Hannah. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's absolutely a delight to have you on the show. So first thing first, how does... uh, working as a social worker and life coach feels and especially as a life coach people generally say how can one coach someone's life and what do you have to say about that
1: so um hannah um coaching uh, you ask me how i feel about it i love it it's my passion it's my calling it's something that i've always enjoyed um some people don't like to listen to other people's issues i love listening to other people's issues and I, i'm a You know i like to problem solve with with people find strategies and 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 that's something that i really enjoy and really like you know um your second question was um that why would people need coaching right so the thing is since the day we're born we have people who coach us people who teach us who give us instructions our parents from the get-go teach us how to eat how to um walk how to talk how to play with our siblings and then we go to school and then you know our teachers teach us math and english and how to read and how to write and how to play nice with our friends and um, and, and then from then on, we go to high school and, you know, and um, college and throughout that we have teachers and professors and, 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 and sports coaches that, you know, teach us and guide us and support us. Right. So when we graduate, though, that's when we become adults and a lot of us are arrogant and we think that we know everything and we don't need anybody. The funny thing is that is in adulthood, that is when we face a lot of issues. We, you know, some of us get married, we have relationship issues, we have, um, you know, employment issues, we have financial issues, and a lot of us suffer in silence, right? We don't think that, some of us even think it's weakness to reach out for others to support us and help us and guide us. And some of us, the best of us, kind of reach out to our friends and commiserate because some of us, you know, most most of our friends and our peers are going through the same thing that we're going through. When you graduate, a lot of your friends are looking for work. And then what do you do? You call and say, oh my God, you know, I'm not getting what I wanted. And they say the same thing. And, and And I mean, no solutions. It's just commiserating, venting, right? So what life coaches do, what I do is, I find solutions, I find strategies, I I find a roadmap, I find, um, you know, a strategies to get you to your destination, because I find a lot of um, um, the issues that we deal with and we kind of are dealing with uh, silently, and and we're not finding solutions for can really damage our mental well-being and life coaches kind of throw you a lifeline find solutions for the issues that you really are tackling with and i think they're really essential and i and i enjoy it because i when i work with clients i see my work actually in action because we solve issues together Right. We find that strength and, 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 and like support.
0: So moving forward in our off the record conversation, you mentioned how you moved from your own country to the U S so how has the journey been so far? And if not everything that you want to share uh, with the listeners, if you could just run through the lessons that you have learned along the way, it would be great because I personally found your story to be very captivating. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, too many lessons to pinpoint one or two. But um, I think one of the most important lessons that um, I learned is that it's very important for one to know or find out um, who they are authentically as early as possible. I um, find that in our culture where I'm from, they teach you a lot of stuff, a lot of values, a lot of family traditions, you know, here and there, but nobody really teaches you or tries or or help you figure out who you really are deep down. Um, in this Western culture, what I like about it is that kids kind of, um, have a direction at a very early, um, age in life. Um, they'll say oh so and so is really good at piano or so and so is really good at drawing or and then parents will um according to the skill or according to um what the kids are good at then they'll you know help you find schools that are tailored towards art or music or 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 math and science right but for us parents kind of um mold you right away they have an idea as soon as you're born what you're going to be and then they find um uh, you know they find ways to guide you to what they think that you should be so then you become an adult and you're lost because sometimes you don't even know what you're doing right because parents uh took charge and did a lot of things for you and 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 you know did not expose you to uh problem solving and and it's like you know do this and do that and this is what you need to be doing and and sometimes i feel like that takes away from discovering who we who we are right and so um i remember when i first uh, my first job was working at a retail store you know that's old women's clothing and the woman that i worked with would say to each other when they try on clothes oh that is so you, right? Um, I don't really know what that meant because I would wear anything. I would wear baggy clothes. I would wear tight jeans. I would wear, you know, uh, long skirts and, you know, long dresses. I didn't know what that meant. That is so you. That means that's you. That's your style. That's what works for you. I really didn't know that, you know. Some people would say even the food, I would eat anything. Some people would say, oh, I don't, I don't eat that. Oh, you know, I wasn't picky. Everything went. Everything, you know, was okay with me. Um, so... I find one has to find what works for them who they are, what bothers them. Because even at a young age, even like, you know, at home, when where I'm from, when people say, even if you complain, parents would tell you, oh, no, no, honey, don't complain. That's, you know, that's not how you should feel about this situation. So we're adults and we don't even know how we should feel about certain things because they told us from the get-go, you should not feel that way about this subject, right? Or you shouldn't say that. Whereas in the West, kids are allowed to express themselves so um they learn from a young age that they 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 search and they you know they learn what they like they 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 know how to handle certain things so finding you and what works for you and your temperament and your um personality and the colors that you like whatever you know simple things as colors is very important at a young age so that at least when you are you know when you come to um to your late teenage years or like early 20s, you have some some understanding of who you are. That's one. The second one is that a lesson that I learned kind of late in life is that you should come first. Now I'm not talking about that you should be selfish. But uh, where I'm from, the culture that I'm from, everybody else is first but you you have to take care of your siblings, you have to take care of your you know, grandparents, you have to take care of this, you have to take care of the neighbors, you have to take care of the neighbor's goats before you take care of you, right? <laughs> so, so I learned as a kind of, you know, late in life that you have to come first because if you don't build you, if you don't work on you, if you don't support you first, if you don't really um, strength, strengthen you, um, you really cannot carry anybody. You know, it's like when people are flying and on an airplane, um, you know, the uh, airline staff would tell you if something happens to the plane, put this oxygen mask first on you before you even on before you put it on your children even. Right. So if you cannot breathe, how can you help other people breathe? You got to be strong first. You got to learn to walk. And 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 get your feet, you know, strengthened before you carry anybody. But that is in our culture that is not something we um, we are taught to begin with. We are taught to take care of everybody, and I think it's um, that is um, that's really damaging. I think that's really damaging to um, anybody's success. That's why a lot of people are just um, struggling because you're carrying a lot of people on your back. Your back that's not even that strong, you know. Um, another lesson that I that I learned is also know that sometimes you cannot control circumstances, right? But there are things that you cannot control. But you know, you have to try and control how you react to those situations trying, you can only control your reaction or what you can do about certain things, but you cannot control sometimes, you know, what happens to you. If a civil war takes place in your country, there is nothing you can do about it, you know, so, but then you can kind of choose whether or not to be, you know, a problem solver and and a constructive person or, you know, kind of be, you know, like the opposite, (laughs) you know, so that's that.
0: Now, since you have worked with a lot of people and you are still working with a lot of people very closely, what do you think are some of the very common issues that uh, you have noticed or witnessed across the countries and beyond the continents? And what, according to you, is the best way to deal with it? I know for the fact that every situation is different and very subjective, and there is no one line answer to it, of course, but. if you have to say uh, the kind of mindset one needs to have or what should be one's approach to deal with it what would you have to say
1: so hannah um i have lived in canada for about 20 years before i moved to the states um so canada is kind of a young country in the sense that people are still migrating and coming um from different parts of the world to to Canada right so um I met people from all over the world and you know kind of some of them were my friends I went to school with them some of them I worked with some of them were my neighbors Uh, one thing I found um one thing I found out about People from wherever they, they come from is that they have one big thing in common, a huge thing in common, and that is living for others. Okay. Um, people care about what people think of them. To the extent that they would do and and like choose career paths that they don't love or even marry people that they don't like not suitable to them so that other people can say oh wow look at that you know um i probably can say the phrase what would people say like in in five different languages you know because everybody cares about that what would people say about us if you do that what would people think And I think it's really sad. It's really sad that you spend your whole life trying to please others and neglecting you and neglecting what matters to you and your soul's purpose. It's so unfulfilling. It's not a joyous life when you live for others and how to deal with that. I think, first of all, you know, sometimes it's even in our um, head that a lot of people are looking at you most people don't care they have their own issues first of all they really don't have time for you they have their own worries they're they're probably worrying about what you would think about them right they have their they have their own issues to deal with right and second of all you can't really please everyone you know you let alone anybody you can't even try and please even if you try your best you can't even please your parents or or your your spouse if you try your best right you can't even please anybody right so why even like live your life trying to please a lot of people second of all like I think that you third of all I think people have to know their priorities first what matters to you the most you know what gives you what gives you purpose you have to know that and then kind of go and, and and you know talk a life because um, it's not really you know it's not useful. And, 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 and joyous to have people that are sources of negativity and telling you live for people or, 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 or judging you, or, you know, adding a lot of negativity to your life. And the biggest thing is you only have one life to live. This is it. And this one life, even if you live hundred years, it's short, might as well make the best of it. And. I always tell people that the more you try and please people, the more they're not pleased with you. When you care about yourself and take care of yourself and empower yourself and educate yourself and beautify yourself and just be uh, self-involved in a positive way, people will be drawn to you. People love um, uh, people with high self-esteem, people love people who are secure, people love people who are, you know, independent. People will be, unfortunately, loving you when you kind of say, okay, I don't really care much about um, uh, what you think. People are drawn to positivity and happiness. That's why a lot of people love celebrities because what do celebrities do for us? Nothing, but they do a lot for themselves they they take care of themselves you know um image wise they have they make money they um you know everything that we think is beautiful they have like big houses big cars but they don't do nothing for you so the more you take care of yourself and value your own life the more people will validate you
0: now since we are talking about social issues and abuse most of the times it so happens that one lose their authentic self amidst all the chaos that is happening around. So how do you think that one should hold on to their values and yet be strong and courageous to stand up for their rights?
1: Well, Hannah, um, depending on where the chaos is coming from, if the chaos is um, situational where, you know, it's a circumstances that you're going through, then a fight through it, you know, find maybe a life coach, strategize it, you know, tackle it, find solutions, deal with it. Um, don't run away because every challenge brings strength to us. Um, now, if the chaos is coming from a human being, that's another story. Whether that person is a family member, whether it is your spouse, life partner, whether it is your friend, your neighbor, um, anytime a chaos or some sort of um, negativity is coming to you from another person you have to remove yourself from that situation it's not healthy to be in a relationship where you are constantly belittled um abused even told what to do where yourself value and self-worth is always being degraded it's not nothing good can come out of that i know some people will say oh you know um just uh fight through it it, it no nothing good can come out of tolerating another human being degrading you it is extremely unhealthy extremely unproductive um You gain nothing from it, but lose yourself in the process. And you know, the hardest thing is finding yourself again once you let yourself get lost in a situation, right? So um, that has to be stopped. I am not an advocate of working through relationships that where you are not being valued as a human being. Where you are not respected, where your human rights are violated, it is not. It's not. It's not worth it at all. You have to put yourself first, your well-being, your um, uh, life's journey. You have to value you enough to say, Mm-mm, "This is not working for me." You know, that's that.
0: Talking about culture, every culture is beautiful, but at times it becomes toxic how do you think that one can navigate through this as culture is very closely knitted to our society and a lot of times one cannot escape from it and one has to go through it though it is beautiful it has got its own loopholes so how do you think that one can navigate through this and uh, uh, since we live in a very collective and as well as uh, you know an individualistic uh, world so what is your take on it
1: um so um yeah as you said um some aspects of um cultures could be extremely beautiful and some cultures are more beautiful than than others for sure um so but if my culture is not harming me right and it's just beautiful, right? And it's empowering me. Of course, then I embrace it. But if I find that it is uh, detrimental to my physical, emotional, and psychological well-being, then I discard it for sure. Um, In the country that I'm from, I was taught that um, it's always um, selfish to think about you We never should think about ourselves. We have to put other people first. But at this age, I'm really learning, or actually I learned that um, I'm not that young. (laughs) I learned this (laughs) several years ago, that if I don't take care of me and if I don't protect me, then I'm no good to anybody. I don't like anything, just like my answer before. I don't like anything, whether it's people, whether it's culture, to... um, be a hindrance to my well-being or to my success or to my happiness why should I live um, for a culture that really doesn't care about me that's not empowering me that is actually toxic as you put it I don't I don't I don't I don't like that I don't like negativity I have to think about my growth about my happiness about my success about what I can do what I can contribute to this world if I'm if I'm not continually supporting me and empowering me and um, I'm keeping um, uh, things and cultures and people um, that are you know pulling me down all the time then I'm not good to anybody so I have to come first and I have to protect me from anything that would kind of be um, uh, against my purpose and my life's journey.
0: So moving forward, how do you think that one can build a growth mindset when all you see is a mountain of problems in front of you? And a lot of times it so happens that one cannot escape from what they're going through. But uh, where do you think that one should draw a line between uh, what they're experiencing and when to, you know, escape from it and run away from the situation? Uh, By escape, I mean to seek a professional help or, you know, at least stand up for their own rights.
1: So, um, Hannah, um, let's first analyze the mountain. (laughs) Okay, so this mountain is it a mountain that I need to climb up, or a mountain that I need to deal with in order for me to reach um, a fulfilling destination? Is it necessary for my life's purpose? Is it necessary for my growth? And again, we're talking about ourselves here self, okay? Um, is it necessary for me for my my well-being, right? If that's so, then it's not really a mountain. It's not really a challenge but an opportunity for growth, right? where we can gain expertise where we can gain skills where we can gain um maybe like-minded people where we can gain um uh, problem-solving skills so then yeah try and like tackle that go for it but if that mountain is not necessary for my growth, for my well-being, for my life's journey, for my uh, authentic self, then I take the highway. I get a taxi, maybe, or take the train, you know, helicopter, whatever you can afford, right? You don't need it. If it's not for you, you don't really need to tackle that mountain. It's not for it's not it's not for you to solve, it's not for you to climb, it's not your problem. But the main thing in life is really prioritizing and knowing what mountains we need to climb, what problems we need to solve. We got to put ourselves first and say, is this going to benefit me? Is it for me or is it for others? Is it for the culture? Is it for um, other people? You have to know that first, decipher that first. And, you know, you'll find your answers then.
0: So now I have final five questions. Let's get started. Number one, what do you look forward to and what keeps you going?
1: So um, there are a lot of things that I, um, you know, look forward to. Uh, but one important one is um, I love watching um, morning sunrise. Sunrise is kind of grounding and um, uh, spiritually beautiful to watch. Um, it as It's a reminder that... Um, nothing lasts forever. And things are, um, you know, ever changing and life is dynamic. Um, so, you know, on one hand, if your life at this point, you consider it um, beautiful or good things are happening uh, to you and for you, um, don't take it for granted. Value it. Enjoy it. Immerse yourself in there. Don't don't take anything for granted. Um, on the other hand, if some unpleasant things are taking place know that there is you know there's always hope um because nothing lasts forever this too shall pass and it will pass so be resilient and know that it won't last right so that you know keep that hope in your head and when there are again good things happening no, you know, just uh, be aware and be appreciative and be thankful and just be grounded enough to realize it and and you know and um, you know, don't take it for granted. Um, so sunrise always is a it's, it's a beautiful thing for me to watch. It's a good start, you know, having my cup of coffee or tea and just watching it and you know it doesn't last. it's only <laughs> it's uh, you know some minutes and it's fleeting, it's fleeting moments, but it gives me joy. Um, another thing that I um, that I um, that makes me happy and I look forward to is um, seeing you know the smiles of the people that I love and the people that I care about. Um, you know, as you know, I am a social worker. at Heart, I'm a giver. I'm, I'm a, basically somebody who um, cares about people a lot. And when I see people that I love um, smiling or people that I care smiling, it just makes me happy. It creates a lot of joy in my heart there you go
0: number two how do you see life and death
1: so um, Hannah, um good question but um <laughs> you know life and death it's uh, it's a deep uh philosophical um question and discussion that is a little bit above my pay grade if you will you know um all i know is just right here right now at this moment um and i like to kind of Give my energy to positivity and see, you know, what good things I can add to my life and to the, you know, other people that I interact with. Um, you know, here after the, the, you know, the after we die, it's something that I don't like to focus on. To be honest, it's we all are going to die. That's for sure, you know, and uh, we know that. But it's something that we really don't have control over so it's there is no fruitfulness if you will to kind of focus on it because we have no power over it we have no control over it which is hopefully it will be a good dimension you know (laughs) hopefully but I like to focus on this life that that we have at this at this moment you know on this earth and um, just you know see how we can make it better and how can how we can make um, make it happier and 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 more um, joyous and fruitful and just focus on that you know I just focus on my energy on what I can do and what I can kind of change and just hope that you know that um, things will work out in the end.
0: Number three what do you want to be remembered as?
1: Again, um, great question, Hannah. I have to think about it because you know I'm not one to kind of uh, pay attention to you know what Rachida likes or whatever. I'm a giver, as you know. You know, I think about other people. So, um, I think what I like to be remembered as is, um, um, you know, I I told you that I'm a life coach and um, I I chose that profession for a reason. I am a giver. I, you know, I I care. Um. A great deal about about people so I like to be remembered as somebody who makes a difference whose absentees and presence are not the same I I like I like my uh, my life to mean something to other people I like to incite change I like to incite hope I like to um make a positive difference in 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 people's lives you know people i love and people i work with and whoever i interact with i just like to even when i'm uh, buying something um, from somebody i make sure that i notice or or say something good to them about themselves Mm -hmm. whether it is their um uh, something about, um, the way they put some clothing together, something they, the way they smile, the way, you know, something about them. I like to leave them with a positive note. I am that kind of person. And I like to be, you know, remembered as somebody who, you know, like, you know how sometimes you say, oh, you know, somebody said that to me one time, five years ago. And, um, uh, And that made a difference it stuck with me it stayed with me it it had you know some sort of a, a meaning um it added a meaning to my life right so i i like to be that person to people
0: number four what's your message to the world
1: my message to the world is um there are um a lot of things that we cannot control Um, you know, medical condition, financial circumstances, where you were born, you know, um, um, what people say about you. Um, But one thing we control is how we react to those situations. One can either choose to be hopeful or to be helpless. And depending on the direction you take with your reactions, um, um, that creates your destiny. And I, I, you know, the, the message is to always be on the path of hopefulness so that you can create a fruitful, uh, joyous, um, destination. Um, another thing is, um, just be kind to one another. You know, we don't know what people are going through when, um, you interact with them. Just, you know, be kind and be, um, as helpful and as pleasant as you can be.
0: And lastly, Rashida, in one word.
1: Okay, Hannah. Um, Rashida is a uh, very complicated uh, human being, <laughs> but uh, uh, and 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 you know, ever always learning and always changing. But if I had to choose something that had always stayed um, uh, with me and had always stayed the same, is compassion you know I'm I'm very compassionate so compassionate Rashida is compassionate <laughs> okay
0: thank you Rashida it was absolutely a delight to have you on the show and in fact I would say it is an honor for me to interview you thank you so much for your time wishing you lots of happiness peace and success
1: thank you Hannah for inviting me uh, I always love our interactions you're an awesome person to talk to um, you are doing an amazing work, uh, much needed work. Uh, your message needs to be heard. I wish you all the success and happiness in the world.
0: So yeah, that was Rashida on the show. And if you found this episode insightful, informative and meaningful, then do share it with your friends and family. And yeah, remember to be a better version of yourself. Learn good and spread good vibes.